Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, we just bless you tonight. We thank you. I thank you for those that have taken the time, Lord, to come to a midweek service. I ask you to bless them, Lord, to give a special blessing on them tonight for taking this time to give you their, this part of their lives, Lord. I bless them tonight. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I want to start tonight in Psalm 34. Familiar passage of scripture, but we'll find it. When we find it, you'll understand. We'll... Psalm 34. And verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. I just want to share a little while tonight on the goodness of God. That he is a good God. And it's something, it's something we have to just settle on the inside of us. And the reason why, I guess I'm not, I, I shouldn't have to defend God. I'm not trying to defend God. But at the same time, over the years, there's been many times where I've heard someone uh, get angry at God for something that's happened in their life, uh, something very negative, a financial stress or sickness and disease or something tragic. And they always say, well, why did God do this? Or why did God, you know? And I just want to say, I want to start off by saying, you know what? God is good and the devil is bad. Settle that. The devil is he's, he's evil. There's nothing good about him. All depression, everything negative, wars, famines, lying, cheating, everything negative comes from him. <clears throat> when God created the heavens and the earth, he made everything good. And it was corrupted only when man sinned and fell and allowed the devil to come and take over this world. Jesus said three times in John's gospel, Jesus said that, that the devil is the God of this world. He's the God of this world system. And he's the one that brings lies and cheating and hurts and betrayals and everything that's negative. But God is a good God. Goodness is one of the attributes of God. And it's a description of his very essence. God is by nature inherently and con consummately good. He's a good God. He's the source of all goodness, and he's the source of everything that is good. You know, when the rich young ruler came to Jesus, he said, Good, good teacher, what should I, what should I do to, eternal, to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, Why do you call me good? There's none good but God alone. And that's a true statement. He just kind of stuck it in there. The only one that's truly good is God, but God wants us to be like him. God wants us to understand that he's a good God and we are to be his good because we are his people and we are to reflect him on the earth. 
In Psalm 107, in verse 1 and 2, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then it says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Now, my, my wife's already grinning. She knows this, this, is one of, this is one of my little pet issues. You know, when, when, when people see the, Psalm 107, they say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. They say, that's right, we're redeemed. Hallelujah. But to me, that's not, what it, that's not what it says. It says, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, or let the redeemed of the Lord say that. Let him say that. Say the Lord is good. What we're supposed to say is the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. I think there's something, we see those words over and over again in Scripture. And maybe sometimes it's a little bit contracted, but we see those words over and over and over. There's something about those words that describe God and cause God to move on behalf. The Lord is good. You're a good God. We believe you are a good God. You have nothing but good for us. You do nothing but good to us. You're a good God and we love you. And your mercy endures forever. And we're going to say it and we're going to declare it and we're going to declare it because that's who you are. In the New Testament, there's two primary words that are translated goodness. One is, uh, it's a word called agathosune. Don't, you don't have to write that down. I'll tell you how to spell it later. And uh, Hallelujah. But it describes what the, what the concordance says is a more zealous activity in doing good. It includes both the desire to be good and to do good. You know, in Romans chapter 12, in verse 1 and 2, it says we're to present our bodies a living sacrifice to God. And then in verse 2, it says we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of the mind that we may prove what? What is that? Good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God's will for us is good. It's acceptable. It's perfect. And when we give our bodies to him and we allow him to renew our minds, when we begin to conform to the image that he wants for us, then we find out that his will for us is nothing but good. God is always good and he's a good God. In Romans chapter 12, just a little bit further down in that chapter, the Bible says we're to abhor evil and cling to what is good. Evil, see, we're, we're supposed to be like God. Evil is supposed to repulse us. It, it's supposed to just, just totally turn us off. We're to abhor evil, but we're supposed to cling to what is good. Ephesians 2.10 says we're created for good works. That we're not saved by works. The works don't save us. But God has a work for every one of us to do. And the work that he has for us to do, the Bible calls good works. They're good works. What are, and, 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 you know, when I say good works, I mean, it could be very simple. It could be just a smile for somebody. You know, my wife, was, my wife had a doctor's appointment at the eye doctor the other day. And there was some older gentleman sitting across from me. Uh, he had his mask on. And I just, I just wanted to take my mask off and just, I just wanted to give him, he, looks like, he looked like he needed a smile. I wanted to go over and hug him, but I, you know, but I, I, just, I, really, I just wanted to say, you know what? God loves you. And I love you. I just felt the love for him, just sitting there all by himself. And, uh, but God is a good, but you might just greet someone and hug somebody. It doesn't have to be anything major, but good works that God has for us to do just to represent him on the earth. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, Paul talks to Timothy and he says, concerning Christians, he says, instruct those 
who are rich in this world to do good and to be rich in good works. In Titus, he said that Jesus gave himself to redeem us from lawless deeds and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. That's who we are. We're supposed to be zealous. We're supposed to be always looking out to be, to do something good to somebody. But this Greek word also includes what the concordance says is the sterner aspects of goodness, which is a, a rebuke or a, or a discipline. In Hebrews 12 and verse 10, it says God disciplines us for our good. And when he does, when God, when God corrects us, when God disciplines us, we have to understand he's being good. Just like a parent, just like parents, when they lovingly discipline their child, you know, they're being good. They're teaching them the right way. They're, they're giving them boundaries, and that's good for them. And so sometimes even a rebuke or even a correction can be good for us. Huh? The other word that's, that's translated goodness, uh, it, it, uh, it reflects more of a, of a kindness or a gentleness. Uh, it's more passive. It's goodness uh, expressed in grace and tenderness and compassion. And uh, I think one of the best examples of that for me is how Jesus uh, ministers to the woman caught in adultery in John chapter 8. I love that passage of scripture. You know, he, he loves her out of her condition. He loves her out of her sin. He forgives her. He instructs her to sin no more. But still, he just there's such a love for him in that situation. I think it's one of the most precious parts of Scripture. But God is so good. He just loved her into goodness. Everything God has ever done, everything God is doing, and everything God ever will do is good. You know, I was thinking in Genesis chapter 1. It says, on the first day, God said, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. And then on day two, he created the, separated the waters which were below the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And then on the third day, it says that God caused the dry land to appear. And God saw that it was good. And then on that same day, he caused the earth to bring forth plants and trees. And he saw that it was good. On the fourth day, he created the sun the moon and the stars, and he saw that that was good. On the fifth day, he created the birds and all the fish, and he saw that it was good. On the sixth day, he created all the animals, the creeping things, and God saw that it was good. And then he created man, male and female, the Bible says. He created them, and God looked at all he had done. And what does the Bible say? And behold, it was very good. Everything God created was good. There was nothing negative in the garden. And that's, that's, how, that's why we know that everything negative comes from other, is not from God. It's from the enemy. Because everything that God ever did is good. In James 1.17, it says, Every good thing and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. Just as parents want good for their children, God wants good for us. And the Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 that he's begun a good work in us. The work that God's doing in me is a good work. Why? Because he's changing me from a carnal, selfish, self-centered man into a God man. Into one who, look, who walks like him, who thinks like him, who acts like him, who talks like him. He's, that's, a good, that's a good work that God's doing in me. It's a good work he's doing in all of us, transforming all of us into his image. 
making us like him. We are different. We are not like the world. We are, we are created in his image, hallelujah. And we're going to represent it. We're going to be lights in the earth. We're going to be salt of the earth and lights like, like a city set on a hill. I tell you, there's coming, I believe the day is coming where there'll be such a distinction between people in the world and people who know God. You'll be able to tell who they are immediately because of, who, because of the way they act, because of the way they talk. You know, being reviled, we revile not in return. We love those, we pray for those who persecute us. We don't take revenge. We love them, we bless them, we act like God would act, hallelujah. It's the goodness of God, the Bible says, that leads men to repentance. Praise you, Jesus. Psalm, Psalm 23 and verse 6. The, David says, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God wants us to know what goodness is, so we will know his goodness and be like him. In Galatians, we've been studying the fruit of the Spirit. And one of the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit is goodness. God wants us to be good. God is teaching us to be good. God is giving us opportunities to be good. In Psalm 119 and verse 68, it says, You are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. By knowing God and by learning about his goodness, we can come to know what goodness is and then do good things ourselves. God is our example. Jesus is our example on the earth. And we are to be like him in every way. His goodness, you know, and I was thinking, God's goodness, it's impartial. It's, it, it, it goes to everyone. You know what it says in Matthew chapter 5? It says, speaking of loving those who hurt you, it says, so that we will be like our father, because that's the way he is. The Bible says he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He causes the you know he causes the sun to rise on the good and the bad. He sends rain to the good and the bad. He just, he's good to, he's good to everyone. Why? Because his goodness causes us to think of him and come to him. In Psalm one forty five and verse nine it says the Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. God doesn't want us just to acknowledge that he's good. God wants us to know his goodness personally. Not just acknowledging in some kind of an abstract theological way, but believing that it applies to me personally. Hallelujah. You know, we sing that song. I don't know if we, I don't know if we uh, really believe it when we sing it, but you know that, God, that song, you know, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. Uh, do you believe that when you sing it? It really is. God is a good God. He loves me. I tell you, his goodness, I've just been reflecting on his goodness in my life. And I just, I can't express my gratitude to him enough for what he's done for me with, with my life and my marriage and our children. I mean, it just, he's been so good. I just can't describe it. Oh, taste and see, the Bible says, that the Lord is good. To taste means to experience it personally. You know, I can tell you how good something is, especially like a certain certain food or a certain dish. I can tell you how good it is, but you'll never know how good it is for yourself until you put some in your mouth and taste it. You have to experience it to know. 
And when we experience God, we'll know how good he is. We love being around people that are good. A special friend, a wonderful grandma, a special aunt or an uncle, someone that you th- someone that's just always kind, generous, loving, accepting. You know, something about them. They just love to be around them. God is like that. In Romans, 20, in Romans 2 and verse 4, it says, It's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Not his harshness, not his sternness, but it's his goodness, his mercy, his grace that leads us to repentance. When we come to realize how good God is, it draws us to him, his compassion toward me, his mercy, his acceptance, his forgiveness. You know, in John 3.16, it says, For so God so loved the world. But so many, I, I quote that, I, I, I speak that to God, but I make it mine. I say, I thank you, Lord, that you, 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 you so loved me. You so loved me that you gave your only begotten son for me. Die for me, Lord, that I might live with you forever. I bless you. I praise you. I worship you, Lord. I thank you for being so good to me over so many years. In spite of who I was, you draw me to yourself and you welcomed me. Hallelujah. He loved me. He drew me. He loved me because he's good. You know, it's easy to say that God is good when everything is going well. When uh, you got money in the bank, your health is good, your kids are good, your marriage is good, everything is swimmingly good. It's another thing to say it in the midst of prolonged trials. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. You know, we had a church in the Capitol Theater for about five years in the, in the 80s. And then we merged with another church. We ended up losing everything. When we were out of ministry, was, I think it was 1989, we were out of ministry. The, my ordaining organization is called World Ministry Fellowship. And every year they have an annual convocation. And uh, we, do, we usually don't go because it's in Texas and it costs a lot to get there. And, but this time we found out that Oral Roberts was going to be the keynote speaker. And we just felt from the Lord to go. And so we, we drove down to Texas with the kids. And that night he spoke, and I couldn't believe it. Uh, he spoke, this is, this is the title of his message. Sometimes bad things happen to good people. He said, you know, sometimes there's some things we have to go through. He talked about losing a son. talked about a son that got a divorce. You know, things that he never thought would happen in his life. Sometimes we think if we just serve God, everything will always be, everything will always be peaches and cream. Everything will always go right. Things don't always go right. You know, when you start serving God, there's a, there's a target on your back. And the enemy comes sometimes and makes a mess of things. But God, in the end, is a good God. And if we serve him, we'll find out in the end that he is good. And we'll spend eternity with him forever and ever in his goodness and in his joy and in his glory. But when things go wrong, when things are difficult in our life, will we still say that God is a good God? When we have questions, when we have doubts, when there's confusion, will we still say that God is a good God? So you have to settle it. I've settled, I've settled it on the inside of me. No matter what happens in my life, no matter what happens, no matter what goes on, I've settled it. I'm convinced I'll just say it over and over again. God is a good God. 
If, th- if bad things happen, it's not God. God loves me. God has nothing but good for me. God does nothing but good to me. And he is a good God, and that settles it. And I'm convinced of it. And no circumstances of life will ever shake that from me. Sometimes we have to believe, we have to separate what we believe from what we feel. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, the Bible says sometimes we have to walk by faith and not by sight. When I'm suffering physically, is he still my healer? When I'm struggling financially, is he still my provider? When I'm oppressed or tormented, is he still my deliverer? Yes, he is, because that's who he is. It's who, and he always will be. Is God still a good God in the midst of difficulty? I can't answer every question. I can't tell you why everything happens, but I've settled it once and for all in my own heart. God is a good God, and that settles it. Knowing and believing the goodness of God gives us a security and an encouragement. We can depend on the unchanging goodness of God. He is good, he will always be good, and he will only do good. He desires our good in everything, and everything he does for us is for our good. The Bible says in Psalm 27 and verse 13, I would have despaired unless I believed that I had seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. I want to read that again. I would have despaired unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. So when difficult times come, you know, we're tempted to despair. We're tempted to be discouraged. But I believe in the end I'm going to see the goodness of God manifested in my life. Has my life been a cakewalk? Absolutely not. It hasn't always been easy, but this much I know. God is a good God. And I believe in what it says in Romans 8.28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. I believe that God's working for me behind the scenes. I can't even see, but he's causing all things to work together for the good of me to my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purposes. If we will taste and see, we'll find out that the Lord is good. He is a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, I just pray for this simple word that will enter our hearts, Lord. That something will take root. Something will convince us beyond any shadow of a doubt that you are a good God. That you, you do good and you are good. And you have nothing but good intentions towards us. I thank you, Lord, that you're working good in all of our lives for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.